ball floats over to Spain. Hello everyone and welcome to what is a celebratory Fox Sports Rugby podcast because we are an Australian branded podcast and our side, our side, the Wallabies won on the weekend for the first time in a long time against New Zealand. I'm Sean Maloney. In the house with me at HQ are Sam Worthington and Chrissy Doran. And on the phone is a man now known around the traps as Pneumonia Boy. I speak of Stephen Hoyles, who picked up uh, a bout of the... A bout of the bad gears over in Argentina. Hoylesy, as an ex wallaby we go to you first. How did that rate in terms of all-time performances? Um. Look, it was, I don't know about all-time performances, like from this group of players that we've seen for the last couple of years under Michael Checker, it's it's their best result and it's their best performance. They've played some really good rugby this year and as a Wallaby fan and a former player, it's, it's really pleasing to see them get a result. After a month of some really good performances, we, we saw the heartbreak of Dunedin um, and for the last few years you've seen the Wallabies peak and trough, peak and trough and I think this is the first time we've seen about five or six consecutive improvements in performances. So stoked to see them get the win and it was a, a, a perfect end to what was a you know a, a pretty poor start in the rugby championship but an awesome finish. You, you as pitch side, give us a feel for how big some of those collisions were. You were up close. Oh it was it was huge. Like it's one of the rare occasions you sit there and you go, I would love to be back out there playing just because of the atmosphere, the intensity it was it was electrifying. I think there were some phenomenal displays of, um, you know, almost just physical feats from Jack Dempsey, McMahon, who I thought they were the three best players on the field against a really powerful All Blacks um, back row. But the hits from the All Blacks, like to see Kirtley Beal smacked a few times, to see Bernard Foley hitting ridiculous hard lines and getting smashed for it and getting back off their feet, you could just tell the Wallabies, you know, they wanted this. And sometimes when it, you know, it's in the balance of 50-50. It comes down to who wants it more. And I genuinely think the Wallabies on the weekend wanted it more. You speak about Jack Dempsey. Christy, you put out that he should be MVP prior to kickoff. You thought he was set for a big one and uh, you nailed it. He got the Seiko watch. And did you have any Did you have any dollars on Demo? I hadn't. Uh, I'm not a huge gambler myself, but I told a couple of my buddies that they should get around it. And as But I, can you bet on man of the match? That's my question. Can you bet on MVP and Bledisloe's? You've, you've told your mates. Sure, I think if one person would know that it's yourself, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know it's there, then I'd probably assume it's I've, not. I've never seen a market for man of the match in a Bledisloe Cup game. That's why I just yeah, wonder. And you do some scrolling on the, on the betting apps, I'll give you that. I, I reckon there probably isn't. Do you reckon Lindsay's spitting lies, turning into a web of lies in here? Well, wouldn't surprise me. He's a he's a print journalist. He got you good. But you did call Dempsey out as uh, man of the match, and he, he just had a barnstormer. Didn't he ever? And I think the whole f- Wallabies forward pack, you could have given the man of the match to a whole heap of them. Sean McMahon was fantastic as well. And you talked about them being desperate, uh, Hoylesy. Weren't they ever? And I think it was in the 70th minute of the game where... Sean McMahon, after an overthrown line-out, beats Damien McKenzie to the ball and dives mm, just headfirst mm, into yep. it. This came three minutes On after he had yep. made a, a bust through the middle and made 40 metres, which got the Wallabies out of danger because the All Blacks were coming home pretty hard. The forward pack was, probably, I think, the best performance we've seen in a couple of years since the World Cup, at mm. the very least. 
Yeah, looked thoroughly deserved win uh, by the Wallabies. It looked at one stage as if the All Blacks might steal it um, at the death, as they have so many times, um, but they wouldn't have deserved it, to be fair. Um, just as, as you guys have touched upon, a completely committed uh, Wallabies performance to keep getting back, back up from some of those hits. And we, uh, the, the attitude of the two teams as well was quite striking. Australia were the ones running it pretty much from everywhere. New Zealand was kicking it away, slightly more negative uh, football and obviously that was epitomised by Michael Hooper's brave decision at, at, at the time Christie was we were all sort of going hang on you've got to take the three there surely he's gone he's gone for the line and it's it's paid off well, i tell you who else was thinking what on earth is going on here I watched the game sitting alongside Sterling Mortlock former Wallabies captain um, isn't he just just non-stop energy Hoylesy Sterlo. Yeah, that, that's a great way to describe him. He's just Sterlo. a ball of energy, that bloke. He must have been... Uh, I, I saw him sideline at one stage, too, doing some stuff for yeah. HSBC. And yeah. Look, Sterlo on a quiet day is a little bit overbearing. So imagine when the Wallabies about to beat the All Blacks. Like, he is just... He was, as you said, full of energy. I don't reckon he would have sat down for a minute. He, he was been full tilt. And he's he probably was standing on his seat. Full tilt. He must have been so much fun to play alongside. I would hate to have played against him because he would have been at you for 80. But they choose... That kick to touch, and he's screaming, no, 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 you've got to take the three. Corabiti scores on the other side. Then conversely, later in the game, when Hodge knocked over his three points from out wide, he was screaming, kick to touch, kick to touch, chase the, uh, the killer blow. So it's so interesting to see how so many different people have their own take on how to manage a game. And Hoops, well, he got it right on the weekend. It's not so... Yeah, look... It- Going, it's not something that Michael Hooper or the Waratahs or the check, or the checker under checker have. Uh, they've continued to do that for many years to kick well, the It's touch. nothing new. No, no, it's nothing new, and it's it's and like, it happening. And, and, and Hawes, it happening in Scotland as well, didn't it? In June, and we yeah, were ca- yeah. they were castigated for doing it. Yeah, exactly, and and that's why you love Hoops because he's got some ticker with those things. But like, it just it, like Sterlo is a guy that he was a pretty impulsive guy as well. But it just shows a different type of leadership, and it also highlights the fact that all of us sitting in the stands, every one of us, that probably go, oh, no, take the points. You don't understand at the time, you know, what the players have worked on during the week, where they think the strengths are, and it showed a huge amount of um, respect to the outgoing forwards coach, Mario Ledesma. You know, he's their line-out mm. from all coaches, and to kick to the corner, score a try from that, uh, you know, go really well at scrum and line-out all game. thought it was a really fitting end to a, to a guy that's given a lot to the Wallabies. and doesn't get much praise because... He doesn't seek it. He shies away from the media. Uh, he just gets on with his job. But um, uh, that was almost like a pat on the back from his forwards to Mara Ledesma to say, look, you know, we're a well-cast side. We can kick to the corner. We can take on the best in the world. And, and we'll set up them all. And it'll drag in enough back to let Corabiti score on the corner. So, um, yeah, I, was, uh, I thought it was just a you know, brave decision. And sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. And, and Hoops is man enough to cop it when he doesn't. But well done because he, he backed his team and got, and got the result. Halsey, we'll let you go in just a second. Uh, before we do, though, another one making their essentially their farewell from Suncorp in uh, Wallabies colours on Saturday night was Stephen Moore. Uh, how do you describe his career in the green and gold? Oh, it's pretty. Um, how do you describe? It? Look, he's been he's been a guy that has has led the way in terms of you know preparation performance look doing everything you can to absolutely maximize your career and to be able to play from 2005 to 2017 in a wallaby jersey in the front row coming back from a significant knee reconstruction at the back end of his career um to be able to do that and and still be able to perform i think it's it's remarkable it was again nice to him 
you know, farewelled from Brisbane. He'll hopefully play a few more tests on the Wallaby Spring Tour. But you talk to everyone about Steve Moore, and they he, the word they use a lot is respect. And I've I've been a lot of teams. I've been captain of teams when he's been in leadership groups, and he's one guy that doesn't care what he says to players as long as um, as long as he's doing everything he can to you know set the team up well. So he's happy to play bad cop. He's happy to. You know, give a guy dressing down if he thinks they're not doing the right thing by the team, and that's that's pretty rare in a in a footy environment because there's always that balance between being mates with someone and, and giving you know giving them a dressing down. But Steve Moore is uh, probably one of the most respected players in the last ten or twelve years from the Wallabies, and um, he's been awesome. Like it was, he got a farewell in front of his fans. I saw his little kids run around the field. It was it was nice to see. Again, it was always nice to see the guys get get a result, and and for a guy like Steve. I enjoyed your um, pre-game interview, Halsey, with uh, the Moore family and um, there was a, a very ambitious call from uh, one of his young sons that uh, that Pops was going to score 25 tries. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't, didn't yeah, quite get there. But... disappointed, I reckon. Um, 25 <laughs> do you reckon he was, was he blowing it up in the stands? Uh, look, I, I think well, we did two takes, to be honest. You know, TV, like his first one was 31 tries. I pull it in a little bit. So he went from 31 to 25. And, um <laughs> look, I think Theo was just... Look, he's probably just happy he's going to have Dad home a little bit more, eh? Hey? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, good point. Hey, Pneumonia boy, we'll let you run. Uh, you and I call PB. Uh, Fijina, I can't run. Don't, don't take the mickey oh, I know. Who, I who, you the and I are, You and I get the black lung pop. Uh, you yeah. and I are doing Fiji v... The Rays. The Rays yeah. this weekend. That's yeah. an important game for the Endurance. So we'll see you in here at HQ Saturday afternoon, 5.30pm is our broadcast time. Uh Okay, there won't there won't be any emails sent. I'll just tell you now. Get here for about five o'clock locals. Okay. Shoot me a text, Sean. How about that? I'll shoot you the dicks. Nice. All right, you own your boy. Have we got time Here for a very a very quick uh, classic Wallabies? Uh, oh yeah, do you want to wrap that? Yeah. yeah, why not? While we're here, look, the classic Wallabies were robbed. We lost by three points against the Barbarians. But who would have thought a bunch of old has-beens that had Takiri, Mitchell, Sheehan, Fry, Chuanui, Fibs, McCutcheon had a whole heap of retired players in that team, and they managed to score 20 points late to take it to a nail-biter. But you know what? There was 3,000 Lismore fans that returned up there. I think there was about forty or 50,000 bucks raised for the Lismore flood relief. And, you know, when you, you sit around rugby a lot and hear how bad things are going here and there, we had a whole lot of guys up there from the Classic Wallabies playing with some up-and-coming players. All up there, they didn't get paid a cent to be there, doing coaching clinics with kids um, in the you know, Lennox, the Ballina, Lismore region. Uh, it was one of those weeks where you go, you know what, fellas, rugby is actually going pretty well in lots of lots of parts of this country, and we've just got to get out there and and help wherever we can. And look, it, the, the thing I will say about a game like that is, as good a, as good as game as it was, we've got to do more of it. Not necessarily play all around the country, but we've got to get out to these regions and help them. Because the feedback we've got from the Lismore people was um, it's been overwhelming. So it was great to be able to. Yeah, watch those guys run around. Of course, I didn't play pneumonia. We have to raise that again. But um, yeah, the boys did the the Wallaby brand pretty well on the week during the week in Lismore. Good gears, good yes, gears, sir. buddy. Um, off, all right, off your pop. You've done you've done good work for Aussie rugby this week. We'll grant you an early mark. Well played, friend. See you later. Thanks, see mate. See ya. See you, champ. See you, mate. See you, mate. Yeah, guys, that was uh, terrific to see up in Lismore. And as Halsey said, they really did spread the rugby love at the weekend, which brings us towards this weekend a completely revamped. Wallabies lineup set to take on the Alan Jones coach Barbarian side, who have got some interesting names in there themselves. Uh, were though, it is a total flip-flop 
side-to-side rotation, whatever you want to do for the green and gold this week? Yeah, so I think there's only, by my account, only two starters uh, remaining from that All Blacks win, which uh, Israel Folau, he's been switched to the left wing um, for his final game of the season before he has a bit of a sabbatical and hangs out with his fiance. And then we've got uh, Jake Dempsey, as we touched upon. He's going to have a run on the open side flank, um, which he's more than capable of, of doing as well. So we've got Stephen Moore um, on, on the bench um, and Carmichael Hunt at, at fullback, I guess, is another big talking point because it seems uh, almost certain that, uh, fingers crossed barring injury, that Carmichael will uh, be, be the first choice fullback for the spring tour. Yeah, and wouldn't that be uh, with, without Falau? And, and fair play to him, by the way, because he's rejected something like $500,000 to have played a short-term stint with Panasonic over with Robbie Deans. Um, and he's rejected that because he wants to freshen up his body, but also, as, as, as you touched upon, spend some time with his fiance. So that's a good thing for Australian rugby because hopefully next year he'll be as fresh as ever. And uh, we've seen how damaging he is this year. But Carmichael Hunt, great opportunity uh, to, to play fullback. It will probably mean that Kirtley Bill stays at inside centre for the spring tour. That combination with Bernard Foley continues. So happy days, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be a pretty seamless transition. Uh, Carmichael spoke about it during the week. He obviously plays 15 for the Reds, but then um, defends in the front line as well. And so I think him and Kirtley, um, they haven't played much together, if at all. But uh, I get the feeling that they're both very intelligent footballers and they'll relish um, being able to um, complement each other's skills and, 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 I guess, hide the occasional weakness as well. So, yeah, he's just had a... Terrible run with injuries, hasn't he, Carmichael? He's been in rugby three years and only played uh, three tests. So, yeah, well overdue for a, a run. And, and Izzy's decision and the Hale at Petty injury has opened the, the door wide open for him. What do you reckon? What do you guys reckon will happen in terms of this game? So they're up against a Barbarians team that have got uh, the most recently named one we saw had Nanai Williams at the back, Mawala at 12, Tungili Nairavoro at 13. Uh, I'm not sure how long Tungili lasts at 13 in terms of defence if they throw some traffic at him. Uh... Wycliffe Palu has come in for the injured uh, Jacques Potgieter, a smattering of other Aussies in there, including Tong Thor, and I was getting to him, Quade Cooper at 10 as well. Do we think it's going to be a points extravaganza? And the reason I ask that question is because there won't be a whole lot of cohesion from either of these two sides in terms of attack. So does that lead us more towards it being a... uh do you know what I mean? I think it will be a tri-fest, just looking at the, some of the names on that on that team sheet, the likes of Nano Williams and, and Quaid. Um, they're certainly not going to be kicking for touch, are they? They're going to be throwing it about. So as long as the weather plays ball, um, I get the, the Wallabies guys will be taking it. Um, well, both teams will be taking it reasonably seriously. But more, the Wallaby guys but, but more, will be more so the Wallabies. Because there's, um, yeah, there's, there's probably not starting spots available um, mostly, but certainly bench spots are always uh, up, up for grabs um, with a lot of these guys. We've got Luke Antui, of course, who's been so impressive. He's in the starting team, uh, Ned Hannigan, Rory Arnold, Ella Latoa, um, you, you name it. Billy, you watched, Billy Ned, Han- you watched Ned Hannigan go berserk this week. You watch, yep. you watch Ned Lee go berserker. Be no such thing as a friendly just, jam from him. Just no. to ram it down your throat, Christy Doran. <laughs> yeah, saw, saw him for on Tuesday. Him a powder puff. He's gonna. He's his first start back in the first start back in the lineup since since that happened. And he is going to go nuts. What happened when you saw him on Tuesday? Oh, look, I don't think he was particularly pleased to see me, but we, we said g'day, shook each other's hands. He was... Uh, That's man from him. That's he, the Nedley I know. He was in the locker room right next to Jack Dempsey, who himself took Ned's position at blindside flanker. I think it's a great opportunity to see 
Jack Dempsey at seven. Rod Kather's been banging on about his capacity as well as the fact that he can develop that's, Hang on, that's Rod Kather's buzzword. You can't steal that. It's capacity. I'm using it. But capacity his, capacity, capacity. Yeah. his capacity to uh, inflict some damage at the breakdown. And uh, a lot yeah, of people... What, we don't need a seven. What are you talking about? We need we need a collectively across the board from one to fifteen more people putting pressure on the breakdown and if Jack Dempsey his role as he a, can do that at six yes I understand that but he's also going to can the the more he plays six or seven the the more we're going to be able to say Jack putting pressure on the breakdown I, I just thought it was great um, just to bounce back to that uh, game the other night um, his power in contact I. I'll put my hand up, um, always recognise him as being a tremendously talented and hard footballer, but always thought that, you know, when you, you line him up as a six against, say, a C. Khaleesi or a Liam Squire, any one of the number sixes going on the English blind side gives away a bit, but, jeez, he packs a punch. Like, he, and his footwork too. His footwork, yeah. Similar close close Sevilla, to the line. Similar, similar to Artie Sevilla as well. So, um, yeah, no, I hope he, I hope he brains. I hope he continues to uh, to keep braining him. So we reckon there's going to be points scored. Uh, Nick Phipps back at nine. I'm excited to see the Fang get a, a run back there. Tragic news, men, uh, in the lead-up to last week's game with the ultimate demise of Nick Phipps' Greyhound, the Pentadog. Right. Um, he's gone to that big uh, kennel in the sky, as right. they say. Breaking news, um, I wasn't across breaking, there. Breaking, yeah. literally, broke its leg uh, under, the, under the traineeship of a man named Cole up at Ipswich. Uh, he was a part owner, Nick, with We're John not o- pointing fingers at Cole, John o- are we? No, 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 Cole is squeaky clean. Uh, John O'Lance. It was, the, it, was, it was the Pentagon, the five guys who used to live uh, yep. together uh, from the Waratahs, the 2014 Premiership winning team. The Pentagon, those five uh, formed a syndicate uh, to own the Pentadog. And um, perhaps it was the Pentadog who was looking down from uh, up, up high to helping uh, Fang get over the line. Beautiful, so uh, cool. beautiful tribute. Yeah, did the Pentadog have a, a strong Pentadog, career? The Pentadog had, good... had a checkered career. Um, <laughs> sometimes he'd lose by six lengths. Uh, on other occasions, he'd win by 16. And no one could ever quite pinpoint what would uh, make the, the Penta um, coast or go out the back. So, uh, look, look, he gave the guys a hell of a ride. And no doubt that they would have tipped out a little bit of uh, their lemonade on Saturday night in honour well, of the Pentadog. We're drinking some uh, hydration drinks here, some Barocca, and what are you on? Uh, I was on the Hydrolyte. So we'll, uh, we'll raise, a, <laughs> we'll raise, we'll a, raise glass a glass to the Pentadog. To the Pentadog. I get the um, feeling you might have uh, had a flutter on the Pentadog once No, well, actually, the only time I ever did flutter on the Pentadog, um, it ran fourth, and I had it each way, and it was at a price too. Uh, and then I missed it, missed its next start. And but there were some long, there were occasions where the Pentadog won as a double digit, uh, double digit outsider. We're talking, right. we're talking, you know, fourteens through through into the twenties sure. as well. So you like your sports movies. This has got all the making, surely. Well, the... you, you never know where these things end up. But I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing Nick Phipps back at um, at nine because he'll be. I mean, if you're talking an open busted busted open game against the Barbars, I mean th- that's his time to shine because he's. Such a good runner of the ball. I tell you what, I mean, fair play to, to Nick. He, um, you know, he more than warrants a spot there. But I'm really keen to see Joe Powell, who we just haven't seen anything of. He's on the bench. Um, I wouldn't have minded him starting this game, to be fair. But I'm sure he'll probably get the, the second half because he's just been the kind of, you know, as a young guy, must be itching for, for yeah, some he's footy. been in the mix all year. You um, say that, Sammy. But at the same time, Nick's hardly... Uh, he played, I think, half a match almost in the first Bledisloe. But with the exception of that, Will Guinea has played 70, 75 minutes, minutes yeah. he's happy, match. You're right, so 100%. if your number two half-back's yeah. not, not starting this week, he's yep. going to go on spring tour short of... 
short of some match um, time. I had a chat to Jake Gordon uh, post Eagles win over the Rising NRC last weekend as well. So he went back into camp this week with the Wallabies too. So there's all these guys who've been getting... Michael Ruru. Uh, Ruru, he got injured in the Barbers mm. for the Classic Wallabies game the other night. Oh. So he he's uh, not going to play this weekend, which is a shame because he's a terrific player. But um, yeah, Jake Gordon back in the mix... Um, so there's some good competition there. At number nine, fellas, uh, do you want to transition into the NRC? That's our look ahead to the Wallabies Barbarians lined up. You guys are calling for plenty of points. I'm calling for uh, the Wallabies to continue on their match-winning ways. I think they will put plenty past the Barbarians this weekend, if the weather holds true like you asked for, were though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've entered our final round of the NRC, guys, and... It is an intriguing final round because our top spot is yet to be decided at the current time. Queensland Country, who have been junk the first three years of the competition, find themselves one point clear of the Vikings, 1-2. Then I think we've got the Fijian and Drua in three. Fourth spot should be New South Wales Eagles. Country Eagles. Boom, got it. So uh, this weekend, we've got some matchups that can turn that on its head, basically. Yeah, yeah, Brad Thorne's Queensland country, re- remarkable, like you say. They don't necessarily have a team of uh, big names, do they? But um, he's obviously on the on the right track with his team chemistry, and, and we look forward to seeing that develop at, at the Reds. But the, the Canberra Vikings, uh, a lot of people I talk to that, that follow the NRC are tipping them as the, the favourites. Um, I've got them to, as favourites. Yeah, given given they, they, they won't lose, they don't lose so many a lot players. of cattle. Yeah. Um, and the Queensland country will. They'll mm. lose Izzy Parisi. Uh, they'll lose Duncan Payawa most probably. I know you're a huge fan of his. Um, Christy, so he'll he'll bounce out. Um, what about this for the weekend? I've got to share a punting story with you guys. I don't mind. I don't mind offering up now. This is Hillary. Just, this is Hillary Clinton lad, and I'm glad right. you moan your boy. <laughs> you moan your boy had to bounce out the back. So there's a syndicate of men uh, who work at Fox uh, who, uh, through one of the corporate bookmakers, got to run a free bet. Okay. But one of the provisos is, of course, if you're successful with that free bet, you then have to turn that bet over. Essentially, you have to reinvest uh, all the winnings from that bonus pet. Fair cop, no problems. We say no dramas. That's that's we'll play ball. We know the rules going in. We'll cop it. So at the weekend, Perth Spirit take on the Rays as dollar three favourites. One dollar three. This is yeah. under Winks. Lead 24 points to six, and then get smoked by 14 against the bottom of the table. Rays. Half of the money that we managed to win up. Gone on that game. Double whammy. Brisbane City v the Rams. Rams at the bottom of the table. Similar thing, Brisbane City. Quay Cooper, Carmichael Hunt. They were dollar five, dollar six. We think we just put the rest of it on that game. Wash it through. Away we go. Good to get withdraw our cash. They lead nineteen nil. They lose thirty one nineteen. Right. So the purpose of that very short price because bet was just to you, then, just, then process could, the bet and you can cash the bet, out. Then you can cash your bet out. You take your money gotcha. back. We're not being greedy. Yeah. But we're now broke. The <laughs> account went bust. Dear, dear. Well, uh, <laughs> we might need to raise another glass. Uh, <laughs> I share your that's pain. That's worse you... than Hillary Clinton. Well, you, that's I'm... worse than you backing Hillary Clinton this time last Well, year. because you were so sympathetic to my uh, betting plight, I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll be sympathetic to I'll you. Give so. you the, I'll give you the names well, and numbers of those involved with the, uh, <laughs> with the name and shame. Wrong. Anyway, so, um, so this weekend, the Andrew take on the Rays over in Suva. That should be an interesting hit out. Uh, Fiji have lost a number of players to the spring tour so that could have uh, a big impact on how they go against the Rays the Rays you know as we say beat Perth last week can they do it again against Fiji this week but that one two tussle seems um, 
It all hangs on that, basically. Who have Queensland Country got this week, were though? I know that the Vikings have got the Rams. Queensland Country have got someone Bear in the me. form of it'll come, rising and done for the week. They might even have Perth Spirit, Queensland Country. Be with me, stand by. Where regardless, it's been a, it's the, been bloody a bloody bloody impressive turnaround. No, you're you're right. It's been it's the, and we've said this the whole way through. Um, not only Queensland Country turn it around, but each of the teams of home to the spirit. Correct. You're right. Yeah, always got it nailed down. Um, it's been the best year of the NRC, no question, in terms of the quality of footy. Uh, he's hoping that we can finish with some pop and bang, off the back. You know, no doubt off the back, the Wallabies winning that helps too. You say pop and bang, but the thing that I think is, is very interesting with Queensland Country is the whole way throughout the pre like the this tiny preseason they had, the couple of guys that came in, Duncan spoke about Brad Thorne ramming home the importance of mm. defence, and we've just seen like that was what he was his bread and butter. That was a massive win against Fiji on the weekend. Yep. Indeed, over in Fiji too. They'd been smoking teams over there, hadn't well, they? Well, because it's so Incredible. hot and humid. Yeah. So they played up in Lautok. It was 30 degrees at kickoff. Um, and for some inexplicable reason in that first half, Queensland Country tried to play up-tempo. Kicked to, when they had points on offer, they kicked to the corner. Um, there's no way that you were going to be able to tire out that Fijian team in those conditions. I mean, they're... they're incredibly fit, those Fijian guys. They're Queenslanders, though. Not much different. Pretty oh, warm. Oh, there's a... There's a there kind of is a little bit of a difference. Another level. But um, it is a little bit another level. So they, they go held a skelter with them. And I was watch, you know, watching on and messaging the guys and saying, what are they, these guys lost their mind. What are they doing? You got to just slow the tempo of the game, control the tempo. And that's what they did in the second half. They were just so relaxed and calm. They hung tough where they need to. They limited the Fijians to just 17 points. They mm. had posted 21 of their own. Um, Caleb Timu was huge. Yeah, big back Queensland roller. country. He's yep. going to put some pressure on starting at eight next year because I think they've lost Hendrick too with the Queensland Reds. So Timu looks a ready-made replacement starting every week at eight, I reckon. Who Am I missing someone else at Queensland? Eight. As an eight. Higgins, six. He's back. Higgins yeah, is still around, isn't he? George Smith, Adam Korchek. There's a few of them. You're right. Anyway, yeah. so it's a, nice, it's a nice problem to have. So, yeah, we ended the final round with it all to be turned on its head, but one and two can't be caught. It's just a matter of which of those two sides win and then host. If... The Queensland countryside can't win with the bonus point. The Vikings can and get a better points differential. They might even be the ones hosting all the way through. Just trying to think back as to uh, the history of this comp. Has it been the, the home finalists winning every time? Brisbane City, the first two. Brisbane City, the first two. Then last year, the Perth, Perth Spirit came to Tamworth yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. put away the New South Wales Country Eagles in uh, one of the more forgettable games. <laughs> I've got to say, I don't mind saying it was all. Is first... that national anthem played yet? Ah, oh, jeez, you've heard about that story, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was across that watching on. <laughs> and what about the puffs of? <laughs> let's not. NRC, let's not go. NRC, let's not go back there. NRC folklore, let's part of the rich go, tapestry. Let's not, let's not go back there. Where's Shawnee, been the uh, best best uh, feed? That's always the huge question. Oh, it's in these Canberra's things. steak sandwiches in Canberra, or the yeah. roti. Uh, the Steve, roti. Steve uh, Lanthill will be pleased to hear yeah, that. Yeah, Shout yeah, out, BJ Rugby will be happy to um, have that title. Uh, all the roti over in Fiji. Uh, Oh, actually, no. I tell. Actually, we've got a contender. We've got a we've got a contender uh, for top spot, best NRC venue at Harlequins Oval on the weekend. I got a pad Thai. Now, Whoa. when you think under the footy, you're not thinking chicken pad Thai. But there was this little lady in the in the in the canteen working. She had the kids working there with her. One of the best chicken pad Thais I've ever had. It's Ten bucks legit. on the button. Yep. Legit peanuts and everything. Box and dice. Nice. Box and dice. Thai basil. Oh, it's phenomenal! Flat the flat noodle as I as I, I prefer yes. my pad thai rather than the thin, 
the thin flat, the flat wide flat. Right. Amazing. As, as much anyway. as we love sausage and steak, I'm all I'm all for that. Oh, let's, 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 let's let's innovate. Let's let's try different let's things at the footy. John Eels medal this evening. Yeah, or the Australian Rugby Awards or the Rugby Australia Awards or whatever they are. Whatever it's they it's are. not the John Eels medal anymore. Ridiculous. It's been rebranded. All right. So uh, a couple of contenders to take out Michael the main Hooper prize. Michael Hooper or Curtly Beal. Take your pick. Yeah, I think Hooper, Falau, Beal with that late run. Um, oh, I, yeah. He only, Sorry, yeah, only eligible that, sort of for half half the season, Curtly. But yeah, I think just consistent excellence. It's hard to go past either Michael Hooper or, or Izzy Falau for that award. Adam Coleman as well should should pick up some votes. Perhaps even um, Will Ganey, he's been very good, I think. Yep. Yep, but we'll yeah, see. well, Kirtley peeled off what three watches was it for man of yeah, the matches? So he's goes. so he's going to come home with yeah, a wet sail. Yeah, but don't forget that's not the players picking that. Sure, yeah, but he's played really well. Forget yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He has been good, um, and also like you say, it goes all the way back to spring tour last year. Um, guys, I'm presenting the. Um, I'm very honoured to be presenting the Sean Lekai Seventh Day of the Year Award tonight. So that'll be good fun. Can't wait to um, pop up on stage and. Who are the Who are the contenders there? Um, I don't want to give away too much. No, but maybe just throw some... Oh, well, I mean, you've only got to have a look around the grounds, don't you? You see some <laughs> of the players. <laughs> I want to just... I'm, no, I'm taking this seriously. Yeah. Okay, no. Remember, because otherwise things could go wrong. Like they went wrong in the Oscars with the Best Picture Award. Well, can, oh, or with yeah. the Miss Universe yes. um, nomination uh, awarding from uh, Steve Harvey. And the Oscars okay. issues with the with well, the Warren Beatty man. I was just telling you up to name the winner with along with two other names. It's pretty, you know... Not, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm surprised you already know happen. it. You I'm know about happen. it. I didn't want to know. It. Do you know what? I actually because so Greg Clark, uh, the incomparable Greg Clark, will MC his 450th um, <laughs> John Ellis medal despite it only going for like 15 years. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Ellis, you look out. Uh, sorry, uh, Clark, you'll rather will look after it all. And uh, he's of a similar mindset. He doesn't want to know the winners. He doesn't want to know who's getting the awards. Yeah, we well, don't. There's no real need to know, is there? Or is nah, it? there's not. There's, you, I mean, you can't bet on it. Yeah. Well, you or, can't. Or can you? No, you can't. You can't bet on it. You can't bet on it. Um, so yeah, so fellas, uh, I'll go with hoops. Let's just get a definitive one. I'll go with Hooper. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hoops. Yep. Do you want to go easy or curtly, Christy? Oh, I don't think it can be curtly. He's only played half okay. the matches. All right, so you go with easy. Dumb. Or hoops. Uh, uh, either of them Toss a coin Do you want to Come go on. Double or nothing On the case That I owe you guys From last year uh, Not necessarily No No um, No look I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sit on that bet For the time being <laughs> It'd make for a hell of a fun night Anyway That's what lies ahead for us um, for you We'll put a beer home, in it Tonight at the awards Yeah For you at home Or in the car Or on your run Or riding your bike uh, Thank you for dialing in For another half hour Of the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast We will be back again Next week To review the Wallabies v Barbarians And we'll look ahead To the Wallabies Taking on Japan In Tokyo Honto desu Right now It is Sayonara From Sean Maloney Sam Worthington And Christy Doran And Pneumonia boy Stephen Hoyles Asleep at home Get well soon <laughs>